Hello there, I'm Pete Snodden. Welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. Northern Ireland are away in the Netherlands this week, so we are joined by Northern Ireland legend Jerry Armstrong. It's been a tough few weeks, in fact, it's been a tough season for Glenavon so far. We are joined by their goalkeeper, Johnny Tuffy. Jerry, great to see you. Johnny, thanks for coming on down. Biko, always a pleasure. Jerry, we sit here in your lounge. Yeah, well, it's, not my, it's not my lounge, well, it's, it's got, got your, my name it's got, on it. It's got your name above the door. And yeah. of course, a very famous picture right behind us. There's a couple of famous pictures, yeah, that's, that's nice. But uh, the, the lounge was only open for the, the German game. And uh, I was here then with a lot of guests. And it was a great night, apart from the result. Yeah, of course, we didn't, get, uh, we didn't get anything out of that game and we played so well. Now we go with some injuries, had a plated squad, we're going to Holland and Thursday night is upon us. Um, what's your feelings about the game? Um, I think they're better than the Germans. I actually think they're a really good side and they play good football, so it's, it's a tough, tough uh, task for us. But you have to believe. And I know back in the uh, 70s, we played them there in 76, 77, um, qualifying for the World Cup. And um, we drew with them 2-2. And George Best played, and I was in the squad. But um, then we played them back here at Windsor Park, and we played well against them here, and lost one nil. So, and they went on to the World Cup final. So, you know, we've got good memories against the, the Dutch. I think if we can keep it tight at the back, and I worry about Jamal Lewis, obviously not playing, and uh, who's going to be his replacement. But Michael's got a, a good squad of players who have belief in themselves, and uh, I'm hoping that that can take us to another level. I remember going to watch uh, with my wife, we went to watch uh, Northern Ireland play uh, Port- Portugal in Porto mm-hmm. and we went 1-0 up and we were magnificent on the night so we need a sort of a performance like that again I think if we're going to get anything from the Dutch. You know that game um, in 76 in Rotterdam? Yes. Wasn't that the one where Bestie nutmegged Neeskins, all of the, the, the Dutch team? No, Neeskins kept kicking him and um, he just kept slipping it through his legs and um, he nutmegged him a couple of times and Neeskins felt embarrassed and he wouldn't go close to George anymore and once you stand off George then George could do what he's good at that's pass the ball and, and, and run, run rings around everybody and he was absolutely superb Danny Blanchflower was the manager and Danny was in his element but Johan Cruyff played and, the, and Van Hannigan played Rudy Kroll Rudy Kroll played Johnny Rep. I mean they had an unbelievable team the two Van der Kerkhoffs uh, Willie and, uh, Willie and uh, Rennie Van der Kerkhoff both played and um, it, was, it was unbelievable to get a draw there but um, the game here, I think it was when Pat Jennings got a depressed fracture of the cheek. One of the, 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 the two brothers, I don't know if it was Willie, I, I pulled one of the brothers when we were playing in a tournament in Singapore. I said to Willie, were you the one to kick my mate, Pat Jennings, in the face? And, and he says, no, it wasn't me, it was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Pat, you're just fresh from the golf course here, Jerry? Yes, yeah, I'm fresh from the golf course. We're playing down at Royal County Down in the Pat Jennings uh, Classic every year. It's the first Monday in October, and it was fantastic weather, great day. And obviously it's for Cooperation Ireland, which is a great uh, charity, and, and um, it was another fantastic night. How's your golf? My golf, I, have pl- I play twice a year. And, um, so it's right up there. Do you know there. what? I, I, I actually played, I'm really happy with how I played. I think I blanked four or five holes, but in the other holes that I played, I scored, and um, I did okay. I powered the first two holes, so, and I had a couple of birdie putts and taps in, so I was happy enough. Good man. Johnny, listen, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for coming on the show this week. Obviously, it's been um, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. It's been a difficult season so far for Glen Avon. Just for you personally, and having conceded so many goals in the last couple of weeks, is this the most difficult period you've had in your career? 
It's certainly up there, Pete. Um, you know, conceding 13 goals in, in two games, it's, you know, it, it is hard to take. It's, um, it's demoralising at times, but, you know, with age and, and with experience, you, you can sort of pick through them a bit. You know, we watch them back, we analyse them. Um, you can pick, you know, through the goals, through bits and pieces, and, and you try and take comfort um, from, from some of the great finishing. You know, they're not necessarily all, always your fault. Um, I, I think, to be fair, to you, it could have been more, had you not have been between the posts? Yeah, you know, in the games, obviously, uh, you know, that's my job, to try and keep the ball out of, out of the net as, as much as I possibly can and as best I can. Um, certainly against Limfield and Lauren, you know, I have, I have made other saves in the games, but when you're coming off the pitch losing seven and six, it's, you know, it, it's not easy reading. Absolutely not. So, listen, change of personnel within the club. Um, both on the pitch and both in terms of the coaching staff uh, over the past couple of years. Glenavon have been right up there and challenging and now you're in this position which you're not used to. So, so what is the mood in, in personally for yourself and, and for the rest of the players? As I touched on there, Pete, as, as one of the more experienced ones in the squad now, it's, you know, it's about passing on that experience to the younger players. It's about trying to keep spirits as high as we possibly can. You know, at the end of the day, you don't become a bad player overnight. You know, and we, we do have a lot of good players in our squad. We also have a lot of young players that need guidance, that need looked after. Um, and, you know, with, with the senior players that we do have in the squad, they'll certainly get that. They'll certainly be nurtured and looked after. And uh, when they need the arm put around them, they'll get it. But, you know, young lads coming in their first-team squad now, they also have to learn very, very quickly. You know, and, and sometimes they, they need to be told exactly how it is. And um, the younger lads at our place, they have a real willingness and a real want to learn. Can they take the criticism? They can. To be fair to them, Pete, they, they've, they've handled themselves really, really well. Um, and as I say, it's just about getting that, that sort of fine balance. Um, you know, plenty of people outside the club will, will want to have a, uh, a little pop and a, and a bit of criticism of, of different things. But certainly within the squad, um, you know, we know when to have a pop with each other, but we also know when, you know, certain players need an arm around them and, and that little bit of love that, that sort of brings them back to where they were. And what about the manager? Because knowing Gary Hamilton, who is a fighter, he's not used to this. No, he's, he's not. You know, where, where Gary's taken the club from um, un- until now has been, has been fantastic, you know, and, and he's got all the accolades that, and, the, you know, the praise that he, that he fully deserves for that. Gary's done his interviews this week and, and as he says, he's a fighter and, and I'm sure given time, Gary will, will work as, as hard as he possibly can to, to, you know, to try and turn things around. Is there a way out? Of course there is. We've only played, what is it, 12 games. You know, people are talking about a crisis. We're 12 games in this season. There's an awful long, long way to go. We're only into October. You know, and, and as I said, you don't become a bad player or a bad team overnight. You know, there's a lot of hard work to be done and we know that, but we won't shy away from that. And, and I fully believe that, you know, that we will turn it around. Pete, I thought it was always going to be a tough season for Glenavon. In fact, um, I predicted, John, that you'd finish outside the top six. The reason for that was Linford and Crusaders are only going to get stronger with all the European money. I thought Cliftonville or Paddy McLaughlin would come back firing. Coleraine had Owen Kearney. And um, you've got the money at Glentorn and Larne. So it was always going to be a testing season. What I think now is the key is to have a bit of patience. Because Gary Hamilton has brought success to the football club. People like Johnny um, have delivered big style for the football club over the past few years. And I do get the feeling that there are fans there who want a change of manager. Certainly, well, the results obviously are going to dictate that as well. But would it be a real help to the players, Johnny, not just the experienced ones, but the young ones, if everyone 
got together because it kind of seems a little bit fractured at the moment where the fans are concerned because I do think some of them want Gary out. For me, Stephen, at the end of the day, fans go every week. They pay their money. They're in, they're entitled to you know their opinions and, and how they feel on things. But if there if there's no unity in, in any football club, whether you're being successful or you're not, it's never going to get better. You know, and, and for me, the only thing at the minute, uh, you know, that the Glenavon can do is stick together. We've all got to sing from the same hymn sheet. You know, I know the staff and the players certainly are. And if we can get everyone else on board with us, fantastic. But at the end of the day, the only people that, that can turn it around are the players when we go onto the pitch. So, Johnny, this weekend, you're not, you're not playing, obviously, in the Irish League this weekend. I just need to, got to make sure I read this out right. You're in the... Uh, the Tonics Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup. Which is the best name we love that. of any football tournament in the world. No, Pete, can you say it again? If, if it, to be fair, if it had been sponsored by anyone else, we would never have even mentioned the sponsor for goodness sake. The boxes sake. of wafers you get from them are great after the game as well. Do you seriously get them? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Well, you're supposed to. We didn't at Formantine. I think they stole them all, but you're supposed to get them, yeah. So, listen, you're in Scotland this weekend. Is, it, is this just a distraction now, or would you prefer to be here and trying to get some points on the board? Personally, Pete, for me, um, I would rather be here now. Um, I think our business is the Irish League. I understand why the club have entered the, the competition. We had a great trip um, when we went to Formantine. Um, it, at that time, it was exactly what we needed. Um, we got away from the Irish League. We got a great result. Um, but for me now, yes, we'll go and, and we'll do, do things properly and professionally against Rafe. And we'll try and get, it, you know, try and get a result. Um, but for me, our bread and butter is the Irish League. You know, and we've, we've got to be fully focused um, and as I said, we've got to we've got to turn our season round, and, and I have no doubt that we will. Jerry, you must have been in dressing rooms where um, it's gone a bit pear shaped. Uh-huh. Um, results have been against you. What do you do in that situation? Exactly what Johnny said. The only players are going to get the players are the ones that are going to get the results. But a lot of it's to do with confidence. When you can see goals and you can see so many goals, there's a big barrier in front of you. You go onto the pitch thinking hope we don't concede in the first couple of minutes. That's the sort of mindset you have. But you have to have confidence and belief in yourselves as a team. And I've never played in a team that's lost 6-0 or 7-0. I've never. And, uh, You're I w- lucky. No, I know. Well, I, I maybe I have been. I was, on the, I was actually on the bench when we went to Liverpool uh, with Tottenham. And uh, we were 4-0 down. And um, then we went 5-0 down. And I was sitting on the bench. And I was with Mike Varney, who was the physio. And uh, I said, this is getting embarrassing. It could have been even more. And Keith Bergenshaw said to me, um, Jerry, do you want to get warmed up? And there was 10 minutes ago, and I said, really? I said, do you want me to come on? <laughs> and, and Mike was nudging me. Mike Varney was nudging me and saying, um, um, you don't want to be part of this. And I said, no, definitely not. And uh, I said, listen, if somebody gets injured, Keith, I said, I'll be happy to go on. I said, but I'm not going to make any difference. We're 5-0 down. We could be 10-0 down. And then, as I said that, they scored again. It was 6-0. And then the seventh one went in. And I sat on the bench, and I didn't come on. But it was hilarious the next day when, you know, when the News of the World used to do the, the report on the, the game and it gives you marks. And I got a three. I was on the bench <laughs> and I, I never came on. I said, hey, listen, that's not bad getting a three and you haven't even come on. It was unbelievable. But I, I felt for the players. But the very next game you have in the dressing room, the players were all getting fired up. Steve Perryman, who's a real fighter, and John Pratt, they were grafters and they were saying, right, Let's get this result behind us. And you have to have confidence and belief in yourself. That's what you need in the dressing room. You need people with the confidence and belief that will turn it around and have the, the players believing that they can go and score a goal. And, and the best thing you could do is actually scoring a goal, go out and scoring a goal. 
early on against the opposition and then you think right now we're moving in the right direction Jerry you keep your eye on the Irish League you yes. know, we, we're well aware now of, of, of the money that's come into the league and how the league has developed over the, the past couple of seasons how excited are you by what's currently ongoing with the clubs well, it's great I went up to Lorne I went up to see Tiernan Lynch up at Lorne and um, I saw the setup there incredible because they were promoted last year and they've got plans for this year and you know they look like a, a club that's going places do you think it's sustainable um, yeah, it is, especially if you've got somebody behind him who loves the, loves the club and put money into the club. He's put a lot of money of his own money into the club. And um, he has a plan, and he's a focused man. I can see that. He's really focused. And he, Kenny Bruce. Oh, Kenny's great. Well, we know Kenny from, yeah. from when we played here. Yeah. You know, he sponsored the game mm-hmm. here. And he's a great guy, but he was so focused it was untrue, and he knew exactly what he wants, and he's going to continue that but he, he's put Lauren back on the map the people are all buzzing in the town everybody is alive because of his injection of confidence obviously money as well but his confidence and his belief and he's passed that belief on to other people which is great now I, I'm an excellent Glenavon player so I sympathise with Johnny and, and, and Gary and the boys I want them to turn it around because I, I played for them back how long ago was it Stephen 1990 uh, three, whatever it was and a I long played, time I played 12 games for Glenavon Listen, if you and we can't won remember, and drew one if you can't remember Bigos <laughs> Not remembering. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to help me out, but it was in the early 90s. It was. In terms of in terms of the top of the table, Crusaders are leading the way, and yeah. Mason win on Friday night, obviously with a fantastic goal by, yeah. by Rory Hill against the Blues. Um, I think a lot of people thought it was nailed on for for Linfield to retain the title this season. What do you think? Well, it, it, if you think that you're going to win games and you believe you're going to win games and you go in a little bit complacent. I'm not saying that Linfield were complacent. I just think Crusaders are a good outfit. I think they, they have their own style of football. I think playing on the uh, plastic surface also has an effect and it helps. But um, Linfield are the biggest club in, in Northern Ireland and they, they are going to be the favourites to win the league every year. But Crusaders can win the league. They've already proven that over the years. Lauren's going to come through in the coming years you know, in the next two or three years, they're going to come through and they're going to get stronger. Um, Glen Torren, they're starting to make really good inroads. I went to watch Balamina play Glen Torren um, last season in April. With I was up with Jackie Fullerton, and Balamina were flying at the time. They were only a couple of points behind Linfield, and I expected Balamina to win the match, but Glen Torren turned them over, and Glen Torren deservedly won the match. So there's no there's no gimmies in the Irish League. You don't take anything for granted. You have to earn it. You have to get on the pitch and play 100%. Otherwise, you won't get the result. And, and that's what it's all about. That's what football's all about. That's what Northern Ireland's about on Thursday night. You know, and the Dutch are a good side. But listen, we can beat anybody. Jerry, I've asked you about a million questions over the course of your career. There's yes. one I don't think I've ever asked you. Yes. What is your second favourite goal? My second favourite goal? Um, I scored a lot of favourite goals. I would say the, the left foot volley against Israel. That pictures quality, over there. That pictures over there on the wall. And the left foot volley, I don't score many goals with my left foot, but that was, a, that was a game that had a lot of pressure. We needed to beat Israel in that last, the final game, to assure us of qualifying for the 82 World Cup. And we had a, a set play that we worked on for three years, and it never came off. And it was a crossover with Jimmy Nickel, uh, sorry, and, and Noel Brotherston, and they did a crossover. And Billy Hamilton and I blocked off each other's defenders. And it never worked, never worked. And on that night, it worked. <laughs> Billy, I blocked off his defender. Billy got a free header at the far post and headed it down into my path. And I went on and struck it on the left foot volley in the back of the net. And all the nerves just 
went out of the, the place that night because once you get your first goal and you know you're in front and Pat Jennings I don't think he had a save to make that, that night it was a great atmosphere I think we did two or three laps of honour around Windsor Park Deserved it? Uh, well it was a great occasion you don't qualify every day for a World Cup final it was our second time ever qualifying so it was a very happy happy occasion Before we move on to uh, the uh, predictions for this week's Irish League games give us your prediction for Thursday night Cherry Oh my heart or my head? My heart tells us that we can get a result. My head tells us that they're, they're too good for us. That's the problem. But I'd love to see Northern Ireland get a result. But I think it's a really tough, tough ask of us, especially after losing against Germany. Yeah. Well, Johnny, of course, has played for Northern Ireland as well. And Billy Peacock Farrell is going to be a busy boy, isn't he? What, what's it like? Johnny, he's a young goalkeeper. You played for Northern Ireland when you were young as well. What's it like whenever you're a young lad coming into that sort of environment? It's a mixture of excitement and, and sort of a little bit daunting as well. You know, you're, you're coming into to a squad full of you know Premier League players now, as as we've got experienced players. You know, the boys have been to the Euros, which is fantastic. Um, but to be fair to, to Bailey, he's come in and, and really stamped his authority. You know, Michael McGovern got into the team. Um, in, in qualifying for the Euros, went to the Euros, it was unbelievable. You know, the, the game against Germany, he was he was absolutely fantastic. You know, he, he got his move to Norwich. Unfortunately, hasn't you know played as much as he would have liked to there. And, and, and Bailey's came in, was playing at Leeds, got his move to Burnley, uh, and he's been he's been fantastic for Northern Ireland. You know, and, and yes, we, we we expect him to be busy on on Thursday night. But as a goalkeeper, those are the games you. You probably enjoy them and a little bit more, and you're more focused because you're continuously in the game. You know, it's the games you go for long periods, and, and you're not involved. You've nothing to do, and then it's having that concentration of being able to make, you know, a crucial save or a, a good save um, after long periods with nothing to do. But he certainly showed here, particularly in the second half against the Germans. You know, he, he has the makings to be a top top goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Give us your prediction for Thursday night. Score draw. I've always, always said it, and even when I was involved in the squad, when the backs were against the wall and, and we were the underdogs, we always produced. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Into this weekend's fixtures in the Danske Bank Premiership. You guys are in Scotland. We'll get to that very, very shortly. First up, Glen Torren against Carrick. Bigo. Glen Torren have had a few poor results. We must mention Darren Murray sent off. He fell foul to the new law. This, just explain the new law for anyone watching now who yeah, doesn't, I wanna, I doesn't actually well. know. Well, the referee basically told Darren Murray to go off at the far side of the pitch. Which he deemed to be the, the closest point of the pitch to get off, yeah? That's correct. And um, Darren decided to jog towards the tunnel area. And the referee is now allowed in the, the rules to give Darren Murray a yellow card. Now, I have to say, I thought Darren was incredibly unlucky. I can understand why the referee did it, but he maybe should have just looked at the spirit of the game as opposed to the laws of the game. And um, I felt for Darren Murray. Um, I don't think we'll see it again this season because I suppose it sends a message out to the rest of, rest of the league. You know, they're, they're the rules. Stick by them. Well, do you know what, Pete? Um, I hope we do see it again because then at least you're going to get consistency from the referees. But you're right, we probably won't. And Darren Murray's going to be the unlucky guy um, who's fallen foul to this ridiculous new law. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right. Get, <laughs> pr- I think it up. <laughs> um, Glen Torn will win. I think they'll win three-one. I think they'll have to come out of the gate very quickly against Carrick because Carrick are a dangerous side, and um, uh, 
I know Niall Curry was very disappointed with some of the defensive work from his team against Coleraine, so I, I fully expect them to sharpen up there. But I think Glentorne will have too much for them. Glentorne will have been very disappointed from not getting a result against Cliftonville, or at least getting a point, because um, for, for long periods of the game they, they, they were, they were in front. Yeah. They had their chances. I think they'll take their chances in this game, and I think they'll keep a clean sheet. I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0. Johnny? I'm going to go with Stephen. I'm going to go 3-1. I fancy Carrick to score. Um, I watched the Linfield game against Carrick on TV, you know, and they would Carrick could easily have been, you know, two up before Linfield scored. Um, they did look very, very dangerous um, going forward. So you fancy them to score. And to be fair to Nal Carrick, I think Nal deserves a lot of credit. The recruitment he's done at, at Carrick over the summer, you know, they, they've obviously came up. The recruitment he's done, he's brought good, hungry young players in as well as um, you know, two or three experienced boys. So he's done a good job there. But I fancy, fancy Glenthorne. Uh, Crusaders off the back of uh, a very impressive win against the Blues, travelled to Ballymena on Saturday. Crusaders were immense actually against Linfield and we have to pay tribute to Rory Hale. You mentioned his goal earlier on Pete and it was an absolutely smashing strike but his performance as a whole was top drawer. Probably the best game he's played for the Crews. He um, was all over Bastian Heary like a rash. Bastian Heary, as, as these two guys know, is a high class player but he hardly got a kick against um, Hale, who was brilliant. And also, I thought there were other stellar performances by Declan Cadell, who was right on top of his game, Jordan Owens up front, and um, Chris Haggerty at the back. I appreciate the players too on the pitch, but tactically, do you think Stephen Baxter just was, was totally on it for that? Well, he said after the match, Stephen Baxter, that he'd watched your match back against Linfield and he'd um, realised that Bastian Heary just ran the show. So uh, he took measures to make sure that didn't happen and he put Rory Hale on him and Hale, as I said, was magnificent. So you, yeah, you have to give credit to Stephen Baxter. I would also say in the post-match interviews, um, I've thought Baxter and David Healy showed a lot of class, a lot of respect for each other. It's not easy after that sort of match. That match has become a titanic game in the Irish League. There was a lot of emotions flowing about, but um, I thought the two of them um, spoke really well after the match. Um, Crusaders going to Balamina. Listen, Balamina have been so inconsistent. You just don't know what you're going to get from them. That's the yeah. problem there. And Crusaders, I think they'll go there and win. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win for the Crews, Pete. Was it, it was a game of two halves last week with Balamina, and um, they didn't play particularly well in the first half and should have been dead and buried, but came back in the second half to win the match. So I'm going to sit in the fence. I'll go for a one-all draw. All right, Charlie. Again, going to go with Stephen. 2-1 Crusaders. I think the, th- the biggest thing with Crusaders and Linfield now, when they're at it, when they're on form, I don't think it matters who they play. You know, and, and I mean that with the greatest of respect to other teams. But you look at the strength and depth with Crusaders and, and Linfield have, and when they're on form and when they click, you know, they're, they're formidable opponents. Again with Balamina, um, you know, they'll be disappointed uh, with the result last weekend and big David doing what he does. You know, does you, you'll see a response from from Balamina this weekend, but. I'll go Crusaders 2-1. I think it's also very important that Balamina's big hitters play well in that game. Their key players like Leroy Miller, Jude Winchester, very, very important to that side. They've got to be really up for it and at it um, to have any chance against the Crews because if they hit their levels, as Johnny was saying, they are virtually unstoppable. Uh, over to Solitude then, and a few familiar faces making the trip to Solitude with Lauren Cliftonville. Obviously, play Lauren. Cliftonville will be loving the fact that they beat the Glens and got that result last weekend. It's like, it's like Cliftonville old boys, isn't it? Um, because there's so many ex-Reds who play for Lauren, And um, there's going to be a lot of talk about that building up to the game. 
I'd like to um, talk about Paddy McLaughlin, though, and the job he's doing at Cliftonville. We always speak about the great firepower that the Reds have, like Joe Gormley, Rory Donnelly. And, but you see at the back, they have, they're a changed outfit now. They keep a lot of clean sheets, and that's down to Paddy McLaughlin and the way he manages that team. At the time, I thought it was a fantastic appointment, and it just keeps rolling and rolling. I, I think right now, Paddy, Paddy McLaughlin be thinking, maybe we could finish third and finally end the Irish Cup trauma that they've experienced for the last 40 odd years I think Cliftonville could be in for a really good season and I have a hunch that they might just do something against Lyon I think I'm going to go for the Reds to win 2-1 against Kieran Lynch I go along with it as well because of the plastic pitch and they're both going to be uh, comfortable on it I think Cliftonville with home advantage is going to win as well I'll go 2-1 do you agree Charlie? score draw 2 each alright how good were Lyon in your opinion? They were, they were, yeah, they were very good to be fair to them. Um, what I liked about them, everyone talked about Lauren and, and how free-flowing football, you know, they play, and, which they did at times, but they weren't afraid to go from back to front. You know, they, they've made a great signing in uh, Johnny McMurray. You know, he's a big, strong, athletic boy, and, you know, they weren't afraid to go, and I'm not talking about just launching the ball, you know, they played, they played up to McMurray at times, and, and it was effective, you know, with, with Davy McDade playing off him. Um, was, Johnny got his body in, was big and strong, and and Davey and, and uh, Marty Donnelly playing off that, it, it, it can be effective as well. Let's go to the show grounds, Corey and play Warren Point. Warren Point got their first win of the season. I was at Warren Point and you'd have thought they'd have won the title. <laughs> they, um, it was an in- incredible game of football because Dungannon went 2-0 up, then Warren Point went 3-2 up after the break and it was fascinating because um, Steve McDonald changed his style. Mm-hmm. You know he's all about the football, Pep Guardiola, all that sort of stuff. Well, he was going long, he was going deep and um, it, was very, it was direct, Jerry. It was um, really fascinating to watch. There's nothing wrong with direct as long as you get a result. Uh, exactly. I think yeah. the, the, the big thing for one point is would never say die right to the last minute. Well, do you know what, Pete, the players were playing for him? You could just see that. In the dressing room at half time, he said to the players, we've got to find something, boys. Because he, didn't, he, he basically said to them that he didn't know if he was going to have a job if they lost the match. Boy, did the players find something. They actually played like they did last season, Pete. Alan O'Sullivan was superb. Kieran O'Connor was outstanding. Aunt O'Reilly at the back. You know, the players that were excelling all over the pitch. And then Lorcan Ford comes on in the 86th minute. In his second touch, he scores the winner in virtually the last kick of the game. And the place went absolutely nuts. I think they can kick on from that. I'm not sure they're going to kick on and get a result this weekend because Coleraine under Owen Kearney, um, well... They're unbeatable at this moment in time. They'll start calling Oren Kearney Oren Invincible because um, no one can beat him at Coleraine. And I think um, Coleraine will win, but it'll be tight. I think um, Warren Point will push them. I'm going to go Coleraine to win 2-1. And should mention Linton Keane. He was made captain last week. He's had a horrific time with injuries. And I thought that was an inspired decision by Oren Kearney to make him captain because he's Coleraine through and through. Johnny? 3-1 Coleraine. Yeah, 3-1 three, three, Coleraine. All right. Uh, final game in the Dancing Bank Premiership this weekend. Dingannon at home to Linfield. And Dingannon will be absolutely ripping, not obviously getting a result last weekend. Chris Lindsay was disappointed how um, uh, Dungannon lost. He said they were bullied all over the pitch. Again, another um, fantastic post-match interview. We're really lucky in the Irish League to have these managers who come out and call it how they see it. And he'll be wanting a response, but David Healy will be... The yeah, well. exactly. And Linfield have better players. Linfield are now 10 points behind Crusaders. Yeah, they they've, th- they've three games in hand. 
I predict that Linfield are going to go on a, a really strong run of form. I just sensed it with David Healy's demeanour and what he said after the match. He will be focusing a lot on the league games coming up because he doesn't want to fall any further behind. And I fancy that Andy Waterworth could be the match winner and maybe get a couple of goals. I think Dungan could find it tough. 3-1 to the Blues. And don't be surprised if Bastian Heary has a big game to come back from his disappointment against Crusaders. Jerry? I'm going to go 2-0 Linfield. Charlie? 3-1 Linfield. Right, two boys from Scotland. Um, well, let's give Gary an opportunity to try something new. Or is it, are you taking this competition seriously or is it just about trying to get some sort of form to bring back here? What's the, what's no, we're, we're certainly taking the competition seriously. You know, any competition you, you enter, you want to do well. And, you know, and the last thing we want like, is to go to Scotland and, and be embarrassed over there. But, you know, we're representing Northern Ireland in, in the competition as well. Um, we're representing the, the Irish League and, and we want to give a good account of ourselves um, for that and for the club and, you know, for Glenavon. So... We'll certainly be going there to win the game. Um, in terms of, of Gary looking at something new or something different, I honestly don't know. Um, you know that's something that I'm sure he and, and the coaching staff will decide. But the most important thing is um, we get back to basics, Pete. We get back to being good. You know, doing what we are good at. We know what we're about as a football club. Um, we know what we're about as a squad of players and, and I think we've got to, to get back to that very, very quickly. Johnny, can I ask you a question? I can't believe you just didn't score a goal in the last two games. I, I, that's something I always found at Glenavon where prolific goal scorers, they always scored goals in every game. Is that to do with the fact that there's a negativity or a, a, a sense of like we'll have to keep a, a clean sheet when you concede seven goals in the first game? Then... Do you, do you know? I made the point about going out onto the park and having a little bit of fear that you can see an early goal. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really good one, Jerry. Because even here at Windsor, we had we had a couple of chances, uh, and you know yourself. If you take one of them, yeah. it all of a sudden it, it, it changes it, it very very yeah. quickly. But when you don't, you know, and it might only be a half chance. But when you don't take that opportunity or you don't score, yeah. and all of a sudden you can see two or three very very quickly, yeah. as you said, the mindset change and you do become negative you know and you, you sort of set off the game a little bit and you think can we can we sit in can we not concede again but sometimes when you're playing against quality oppositions they pick you off they're smart you know and and you concede but as you say we we have been free scoring for for a number of seasons now and it you know it is something we're working hard on as well as well as trying to keep them out you know we are working equally as hard on on trying to get back to scoring goals and Sometimes for strikers, you know, particularly you go through little spells where you don't, you do everything but score. You know, you need one to go off your shin, off your backside, and, yeah. and all of a sudden you go on a run again. It gives so, you a lift. It does. Yeah. It gives so hopefully lift. we can get we can get both ends right, you know, and we can stop conceding as many as we have been, and, and we can start fighting the back of the net again. I think when you look at the players you have, Johnny, in the attacking areas like Andy Mitchell, um, uh, Joshua Daniels, he's out at the moment, he isn't is, he? Yeah. So that's a big blow. You've got. Reese Marshall as well who can score a goal Andy Hall's brilliant from set pieces so um, there's players there that can turn this around as I said before the fans just have to be patient and think about the great days that Glenavon have had in the past few years and um, hopefully for them they will come back and for the players too to think about those days to inspire you going forward yeah very much so and the one thing that you know, I can assure anyone that's you know watching this from Glenavon's perspective that the lads are hurting. You know, it's not a case of we just pack the bag up after the game and go home and it's all well done and dusted. And Jerry will tell you, even being in changing rooms when you get beat, it hurts. 
at the end of the day, we're the ones put ourselves out on that pitch because we choose to. It's, it's a sport we love, but we put ourselves out there to be, you know, to be shot at and to be criticised, and that's that's part and parcel of, of football of any sport. But trust me, we, we're hurting, and we we will get it right. I'll say this, Pete. What a class act, oh, Johnny 100%. Duffy is. He's conceded 13 goals in the last two games, and he comes in and does this. Mm-hmm. Fair play to you, Johnny. That's the sort of positivity you need if you want to go and win the next game. That's the way you have to think. Your mindset's got to be like Johnny's mindset. I'm talking about class acts. What about this guy? <laughs> Tell me this. What's it like to be one of Northern Ireland's most loved people? Um, people? Oh, God. You are, though. I don't I tell know. you what, Terry, you don't people. normally go red in the face, but you're about red in the face here now. I thought that was the sun from the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, um, it's, I love being home, I have to say. My wife and I are loving being back home again. We've lived in Spain for a long time, but I lived in England for 30 years, you know, so it's great being back, and I see a big change in Northern Ireland, so I'm enjoying seeing the change, and I'm enjoying being home. Good man. Listen, Cherry, great to see you. Johnny, good luck turning it around. Thank mate. You. Good luck this weekend in Scotland and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Bigo, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. Enjoy your weekend's football and we'll catch you next week.